Welcome to the Air Power Airwaves, the Air Power Manufacturing Solutions podcast series where we talk about manufacturing issues that impact you. Hey, it's Travis, and welcome to another episode of Air Power Airwaves. And today I'm joined by Jeff Tussie. So we got uh, Air Power Beard Power here. Uh, the two, well, the two fullest beards, I think, in the company. However, there is one longer in the yes. service department, and that's pretty long. Uh, I'll catch you. No, no, we won't. Uh, so anyway, back to the podcast. Uh, today I've got Jeff Tussie, who is, what is the title? You manage the finishing lab. Is it finishing lab director, finishing lab manager? It really depends on what day it is. <laughs> um, but I like that. Uh, Every day is a new day, and it's not a repeat of yesterday. So, uh, first and foremost, the lab is my my top priority. Uh, but uh, ranging from one day I might have customers in there, the next day I may have account managers in there, yeah. and then third day I may be cleaning up from the mess of the account managers and the customers. But it's all in the day's work. Uh, so. so, so hold on a second. So. You you have some history with Air Power. You've been here a lot longer than I have. I'm I'm getting close to ten years. Next month will be eighteen. So eighteen. So we're you're almost you're about we're, you're about double me. So uh, one of the interesting things with with you is you were you had multiple jobs leading up to where you're at right now, and right before you were where you're at right now, you were an account manager, yes, which puts you out in the field. Um, what what was your history prior to that? When you started with Air Power, you started as I started Air Power in the uh, in the service department. Okay, on the pump side, repairing pumps, spray guns, agitators, regulators, anything on the fluid handling okay. side. Okay, all right. Um, I did not know that. So a little over five years doing that, enjoyed every minute of it. So you're so you have the history with with the the parts and the equipment and the pumps and the guns from repairing them yes uh for how long did you do that five plus years okay so that's a long time to be zeroing in on what goes wrong and how to fix it right right so moving from that went right into account manager yes being an account okay. manager outside sales yes so that was a big step yes for you it was a big step uh one i wanted to do a little scared but it worked out. Worked out really good. So, yes. like, people will see you. You're taller than me. I'm six two. You got to be six three, six four. Pushing the yeah, right at six three. Okay. So, but you are a teddy bear. I can tell you that right now. You're you've got you're you're <laughs> very calm. You're very you're very calm. You're a thinker, and I've gotten to know that over the years working with you on things and. Uh, I'm glad he came on the podcast because you, sometimes you're like, oh, I don't want to get up there in the camera. I like to be but, behind the scenes. But yeah. you did give me a good, good compliment yesterday. You were like, Travis, as long as you're on that podcast, I got no problems. <laughs> I'll do yeah, that. Yeah. Yes. So uh, uh, I appreciate that very much, man. But so you and I have known each other. You you became an account manager. You got out of the field. And very soon you developed great relationships with some some of our bigger customers. And, and you're based out of, just so everybody knows, you're based out of High Point, High Point our yes. corporate office. And uh, you had some customers right nearby that you were very, very involved with on a day-to-day -day basis. Yeah, it was very... Um 
fortunate to have that luxury of being my territory was right by the home office here so yeah. uh, I had the luxury of, of having all the engineers right here in my back uh, my back pocket but uh, yeah I did real well I had a lot of success with building relationships with the with my customers and that's where the that's where I've had success is building those relationships and everything yeah. else just kind of with the history of the service department that part wasn't an issue. So. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about, well, let me ask you something else. You started in 2005, right? Was the finishing lab a thing in 2005? Because it predates me. It was a thought. Okay. Uh, the ideas were there, but the groundwork had not been laid yet. Uh, okay. So I, you know, I literally got to see the oven being brought in and, 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 and build the being seeing the conveyor being brought in and components. Um, yes, just different things. Uh, the powder booth, the two finishing booths. It was it was fun to watch all that come together. But it was I don't want to use the word slow, but it was thought out. I mean, we took our time okay. in building this thing, and it was some years in the in the making. Like, and you really weren't you really weren't a part of the finishing team back then. So you you worked here, yes. But your eyeball wasn't on it twenty four seven, and you didn't know the impact that it would have on not only your power but your life. <laughs> exactly. exactly. And you was, were learning ropes. <laughs> And it was a work in progress, even as I got into outside sales. But that's when it really started coming together. But nobody was there full time to manage it. Uh, 2005, you start. Over the years, they're developing the finishing lab. Now, is there anything big that happens that you can think of between like 2010 and 2014? Or is that when this was all taking place? When all this was really taking place. And okay. My focus at that point is outside sales. Yeah, you're out there. Right, my customers. So didn't have the everyday eye on, on the lab. So there would be a lot of a lot of changes when I would come back where that'd be one month, six months, and then kind of stroll through there because again, I'm focusing on my customers. But it was, right. it, was it was being built at that time. Uh, probably around 2020 is when I noticed it was it was done at that point, but again, nobody's there to, to manage the everyday uh, complexities that go into running a lab. Yep. So I started in 2014. Yes. And my boss at the time, Darren Stone, uh, was very much integral into to, into yes. putting this finishing lab together. That was kind of a uh, one of his. He was probably the yeah, main in the brainchild yes, of, of that of the lab. How it's laid out. Yep. Yes. The ends functionality. And he did a great job. Yeah. He did, absolutely. And uh, you know, I know that. Um, so I started 2014. Mm -hmm. Things were starting to gel. And, and starting to move forward and it was within a year or two where it was really solid because i remember going back to some of the earliest videos that we shot for air power live were in the powder booth demoing like uh, the the gima guns and, and whatnot right so the, that goes back to some of our history in the earliest videos so um i know we've done tours and things in the lab as well but so that's about 2016, 2017, 2018, things started to really gel. Um, when did you shift within from account manager? It was at the, the beginning of 2020. 
Okay, so right before the pandemic hit. Yes, and at that time, it would have been, we're talking early 2020, uh, pandemic is not even... Not even really thought about not it. Not even thought about it. Because, yeah, January, February, March. Yes. I think we started to hear things around March. It started to be like, oh, well, yeah, well, whatever. You know, oh, everybody's getting right. flu, blah, blah, blah. And to backtrack just a, a, a little bit, I have been, Darren and I have been talking about the potential move probably two years prior, 2018, okay. when we started talking, you know, really need somebody in this lab because what's going on, all the components are in place. It's a great lab, but everybody, it's kind of, you, you, you come in there, it's up to each person to do their own run Right. So each person leaves it the way they want to leave it. Well, the next person may comes not in and is trashed. Well, a certain, yes. a certain area might be. Yes. For instance, if you're wanting to come in and bring customer A, who's a A customer for you, and you're wanting to shoot some guns into a, into a booth or spray some parts, right? Yes. And you come in and the filters are trashed. Yes, you better allow you some, pre, want, some you, pre time to come in and get it ready. Exactly. So we didn't have that. So talking to Darren, we, we need that. And I had an idea that I, I was interested in doing that, but had a great relationship with my customers. Things are running fine there. But about 2020 is when I'm starting, I'm ready for the next phase of my career. Yep. So, cool. So then 2020 happens. We all get sent home pretty much or working ghost. You know, ghost crew, ghost towns, uh, middle middle of 2020, I'm at home. I live in Tennessee, so I'm, I'm at home mm -hmm. for the next several months, maybe out of the house once or twice to help a customer with something they, they critically needed. But for the most part, home on a no travel. And then when we came back, it seems like we came back with a fervor and there was just a blistering amount of activity in that finishing lab. The silver lining out of that, if I want to put it that way, is I got to come back a little bit early to an empty lab. I had three months of nobody in here but me, and it gave me time to organize, organize, uh, kind of build down, lack of better terms, and build back up. Yep. So it was a great opportunity at that time to, to have that downtime and, and get it. So you're, you are right, because around mid 2020 to late 2020, the wheels started turning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It really yeah. started turning fast. Big time. Uh, so uh, being you know, able to have that, that time in there to get ready for all those was, was really good. You know, our specialist team really got firmed up and cemented into the, into the air power, you know, we, we, we always had, you know, finishing leaders, you know, people that were uh, engineers or um, specialists that were uh, the systems, systems or finishing support, right? But by this time, it had really cemented into a really solid team. So when we came out of, out of COVID and uh, we, we really, it, it was an attack, like to really yes. start utilizing it. Um, and you you made some major changes like we actually have an active tool crib back there yes you know that where where things can be locked up you know we we always nobody wants to think that something's going to walk away but 
in a company this size, Things walk away. I need to borrow that. Yeah, I I meant to bring it back, but it's in my car, or it's uh, it's attached to a customer's gun out in the field, and I I can't bring it back now. So So just having some uh, some groundwork laid there. Absolutely, organization. Yes, but let's talk about the capabilities. I'm gonna take my glasses off here. Uh, of the lab. I know uh, you and I ran down some things. Uh, so as far as functionality and what we can deal with, I know we can deal with any pretty much anything liquid or powder from uh, mixing, pumping, spraying. Uh, pretty much anything that a customer can do in their facility. We can. We can do it in our lab here. with your material, the customer's material, uh, our equipment, whether that's uh, trying to upgrade, uh, reinvent the wheel, lack of better terms, that we can do complete runoffs to the customer's uh, needs and and protocol, lack of better terms. Yep. For mimic those real world environments that the customer's dealing with, their bottlenecks, their pains, and we can throw that in the lab and, and we can simulate it. Simulate it, yes. simulate it and, and, mm-hmm. and make it, and you know, we, we do have some customers that leave parts behind so that we can simulate paint and yes. clean them off and use them again, which is kind of nice. Uh, we've had several vendors actually, you know, provide stuff to us. Um, uh, the hooks. I've got plenty of hooks you back know, there to hang. We got yes. uh, Shurkan mm-hmm. uh, donated hooks to us. Uh, shout out to uh, Chris Saylor for helping us out with that. Um, but uh, let's talk about uh, let's get into liquid what do we have to support liquid back there in in general i have pretty much every spray gun that we carry in our line so from a feed delivery standpoint uh, i have all the equipment that's available to a customer Uh, the spray equipment agitation, regulation, spray guns, high pressure, electrostatic, uh, airless, air assisted airless, you name it. Uh, For the most part, I have all that on the fly back there ready to go. If a customer has something very unique, may have to transfer from a different branch whatnot, but we'll get it. Okay, Um, and pumps, we can, the pumping systems and the pressurizing and, yes, you know, we obviously know we have Big's pressure pot. Yes, yes. (laughs) The highest video, the one of the highest, it bounces between the first and the second highest video ever seen in social media from AirPower ever put out there is you doing a pressure pot a big pressure pot uh, controlling the pressure. Never thought that would happen. But yeah, we're over like did. we were over over like ten thousand. What's what are we at? It was eleven thousand last year. Nine thousand well, was eleven thousand two years ago. Nine thousand views last year. Yeah. First time so, I was like you know let's let me do that video again, make it better. But I'm afraid that it won't. It would not be a fit of the first one. So, <laughs> oh, man. Leave a good thing alone. We need find we need to find more like it. Yes. Uh, so, in, as far as liquid goes, we actually have two lines back there. Yes. Each of those lines has a dog track, mm-hmm. a conveyor. Yes. Um, the, the one large, is a... Do well, I, so the large line has um, my oven. I can go 
low cure or high cure, so yep. outer and yep. liquid cure. Is the small line not attached to that? No, it just goes around the, the, the back of the booth and just loops around the booth. So if we wanted something to be cured that came off that, we would just have to move it over? To big line. Okay. Yes. Not a problem. Um, all the time. And it's not like we're not running that oven every day. We're not even running it every week, probably. It just depends on right. and when the, the right product comes through. I have an electric oven back there, too. So okay. with small parts, I just crank up the electric oven and Oh yeah, yes. that's right. That's yes. right. Yes. Um, one of those lines, the larger one, is actually set up for robotics, and we have a Vanek uh, robot back there. Yes. Vanek. And uh, you guys can, you know, make yes. that do whatever whatever you want to do we for got the most part, right? Three engineers here that have been to Fanic, uh continually going to Fanic for updates, so they can man, they can trick that robot out to do a lot of. Does yeah, our, our engineering team is pretty phenomenal. Yes. Um, do you have, uh, do we have good relationship with FANUC? Yes. I would imagine that, you know, from time to time they come in and, and maybe work with us on more complicated projects. Yes. Or One of the engineers in particular back there stays in, in contact with FANUC. He's getting all the updates and, and, and two-way street, if he has any questions, yep. he has no problem calling FANUC. Actually, it's Jesse. Jesse, okay, yes. yeah, Jesse's yes. guy. Yes. So yeah, um, Jesse's pretty smart. He might have uh, provided some information upstream. Uh, I, I would imagine. Yes. That does help. Done, done some good things with that robot. In the yeah. World. Yes. All right. Cool. So moving to, uh, in the liquid world, we also it's it's very often I see like two K, three K, you know. Um, 2K are the most popular. Yes. But the, the 2K, you do a lot of training back there with 2K, don't you? A lot of training, a lot of runoffs. Yeah. It still surprises me, still amazes me that a lot of people still hot pot. There's a lot of hot potting going on in today's world. Uh, so we'll, that's a lot of the customers coming in wanting to get out of hot potting. So we'll bring their material in and run it through our 2K machine and, and cure the product out in comparison to a product that's been hot potted and let them take that yep. product back to their their labs, run a full blown test on it. So yes, we do a lot of 2K training. Let me put you on the spot here because you just mentioned something. Um, hot potting versus 2K. What is, you know, a couple things, one thing or a couple things you could tell somebody who's watching right now is the reason why they should look at 2K? Well, when you're hot potting, obviously, if you don't know what that means, that's obviously Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde taking two chemicals uh, to the proper ratio, mixing it together and stirring it uh, to get the 2K material so it can cure. Now, the reasons a lot of reason you want to get out of hot potting, uh, we're human. So that 2K machine is going to be a hundred times more accurate than, than the human is, is yep. mixing it. Uh, several other reasons, if you mix a batch of five gallons, 50 gallons up, once you mix that material, the clock is starting yep. on that cure. Uh, so if your line, hang line, your dog track, like you said, if, it go, if for whatever reason your line stops, well, my clock's ticking on that hot pot, so you potentially could waste the material if you don't use it. Um, with the machine, it is mixed on demand, so if your line's not running, you're not spraying, the machine's not mixing. So a waste of material is, is huge. huge. And, and some of these paints are not cheap. No, they're not cheap. And then just the accuracy of the mix it is another reason. What about solvent waste? Solvent waste is another 
another big one. To, and now you, you, know, you have yeah. you have uh, permits that are really hard on on solvent use and solvent excess. So I'm sure that would play into it because you're metering everything, right? You're metering everything. Yes. And uh, don't they have like uh, program? Isn't it programmable to where you know who's Who's, oh, absolutely! I mean, who's having, using the who's right. using the solvent? And you can batch it out by jobs and know you know what job you're doing as far as which part uh, versus Johnny versus Jim spraying. How many times they've done trigger pulls? It can monitor a lot of activity okay. of that spray operator. Wow! Yes, and the material usage. It's, it's a lot of record keeping there. Yep. All right, so we've got liquid covered back there. Uh, let's talk about powder coating. We have pretty big powder booth back yes. there that's also on the dog track. Yes. So talk to us about that booth a little bit. You, we what have, style booth is it? It is a cartridge booth. Okay. Uh, we have the capability of, again, bringing customers part in their powder. I have powder here. Uh, we can, we have an electric uh, steam cleaner, so I can uh, prep the part, whether I blast it or wash it. Uh, and then, of course, we hang it dry, powder it, and then a 400 degree oven so we can completely cure it. Uh, so we have the capabilities of doing training. Uh, it could be uh, troubleshooting, yep. whether it's machine, whether it's the powder. Uh, so we do probably a 50-50 ratio between the powder and the liquid runoff that I do. And I know you partner with the service department quite a bit because they'll come back there to test something that they have just repaired, right? Yes, yes. They'll, you know, run powder through it, make sure it's charging right, make sure, you know. Everything's grounded properly, yes. But I, I will say you just touched on something that's been huge and that, that finishing lab has been incredibly helpful to help train air power employees, yes. uh, get them up to speed quicker, mm -hmm. and as well as training uh, our customers, you know, one of the things we do, and we do it really well with Air Power, is you know helping our customers grow, helping our customers educate. We can go in and teach. We can teach a class for a customer that helps get their employees up to speed quicker on a specific area of technology Absolutely. they need to learn about. And I know you've been involved with some of that too. Yes. How often do you go out into the field now? Because it's about a 50-50 ratio of me going out versus the customer coming in. Right. Uh, it, it just always depends. Yes. Some customers want to get out of their building and bring the parts here. And other customers, no, want us to be in there and and use their equipment, their powder, which we can do both. I can bring, I can bring a powder unit to you. You bring your powder unit into me. So we have a lot of options as far as the, the trains, the runoffs. I think that we've about covered it all. Uh, you know, we've got large uh, roll-up door back there. Yes. People bring parts in, you know, roll them right in, forklift and go out and pick up the parts. There's not a whole lot we can't deal with. Uh, I could think of some parts that would be way too big for us to deal with, but uh, but not many. And, uh, if it would, if it required a different type of forklift to get it off the truck, it might. Be or if it outweighs the capacity of that. Of the, yep, that's probably the first that is limitation true. I have. Well, Jeff, man, it's been it's been great knowing you for so long with with air power um i know we've worked on a lot of projects together 
I've been a specialist now for nine years, and I know when I met you, was traveling with you out in the field to go see some of the customers in, in your territory. So uh, to see where it's ended up, specialist, and you're really a specialist when it breaks down to it. Um, yeah, it's, it's kind of cool. So if you have any questions for this man right here, call 1-800-334-1001. Uh, and you can ask for Jeff Tussie. Just ask for him. Uh, every day. Make him famous. Yeah. <laughs> Please do. Yeah. Uh, uh, this is a podcast, Air Power Airwaves. If you feel like listening to this sometime, you wanted to listen to it on the road uh, or whatever with some headphones, uh, you go to airpowerairwaves.com. If you're listening to it already and you want to see it, because I'm sure we're going to have some pictures up that we have stuff that we were talking about, just look up Air Power Manufacturing Solutions. And uh, I'm going to close this podcast out by saying what I always say, manufacture it a great day. Thank you for joining the Air Power Airwaves podcast. Air Power Airwaves is a production of Air Power Inc. and Air Power Live Studios and is hosted by Travis Steyerwall. For more information, please visit airpowerairwaves.com. For more information on all of our products, brands, and manufacturing solutions, please visit airpower-usa.com. If you have any questions or need product support, please contact Air Power at 1-800-334-1001.